0: Hey, this is Kendra Miller, and you're listening to Roster Watch.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, Rosterwatch Nation, welcome back to the epic Rosterwatch podcast, brought to you by rosterwatch.com. My name is Alex Dunlap here, of course, with the Trash Man. The Trash Man, it's a big day. It was a big weekend around here. after loads and loads and loads of tests, simulations, uh, we have version 1.0 of the PPR cheat sheet for season-long managed leagues now up at rosterwatch.com, Of course, through the month of June, and usually coming into July is when we'll get the uh, rest of the cheat sheets up. But it it seems like the PPR one is the one that people sort of demand the earliest. And we're starting to get the earliest semblances of season-long managed league ADP from some of these sites, as well as the pre-draft rankings from Yahoo, ESPN, CBS, et cetera, that we can sort of factor in as that's going to be um, a big part of the decision-making process as far as uh, some of the casuals in your league who are just going to be drafting based off those rankings. Along with the fantasy pro stuff, et cetera, that we're beginning to pull in, and it's a lot different, trash man. It's a lot different than the underdog builds. Um, so we're gonna go to go through that today. What the hell's going on with you, brother? I, uh, you know, just uh, I went and saw Janet Jackson last night. You did? Yeah. How's old Janet looking these days? Uh, she's, still, she's still holding up
0: pretty well. She dances really well. It doesn't surprise me. She's
1: out there doing it. I don't think she'd go out there doing it looking like a grandma that's going to break a hip. She's almost 60 60
0: years old. Oh, my gosh. She's 57. It was was a great
1: show. It's kind of the the last-minute thing. 57's fine. Yeah, I mean. It's like the new 47. Is it? I think. (laughs) I just keep saying that as I get older. It's like I always say that all the older things are – See, it seems like there's a lot of 57-year-olds running around out there that don't seem too old to me. Isn't Rogan like 57? I thought he was like 53. Okay. Well, close enough. Um holding up, hold, hold holding up well, both those guys. Uh b- before we get into it, I just just want to let people know, you know. The cheat sheet products are our flagship products at roster watch. We do have the rookie dynasty draft cheat sheets up. We do have the dynasty top two hundred and fifty, that trash me Man manages up. Of course the best ball underdog best ball cheat sheet, but moving forward in the summer, the redraft cheat sheets for season long leagues, season long managed leagues. Those are our premier products. And so these are the ones that we kind of take the most time diving into and making sure that we have really, really dialed in as we get into redraft season. So this version 1.0, I'm sure trashman's going to have some issues with it. I've already began to update to version one point one with some uh, you know as I was doing more and more sims and kind of getting i feel like a little bit more exposure to certain players than I would have liked not enough of certain players that I would have liked and just beginning to really think about it and um so I've made some tweaks. I really like the way that these builds are coming along though and the and the tiers the way that they're stacked up the you know, the, the pockets of value that we can get in certain parts of these drafts, at least early on trash man, as we know, though, as these ADPs begin to shift and people get a little bit sharper um, in these drafts, it, it feels like these values aren't going to last long. Um, and they're off the top of my head. I mean, there are a couple of them, just a bit of news from today is just the drum beat for the Alexander Madison stuff continues to march on uh, Jeremy Fowler, who is now a national reporter? Is Jeremy Fowler with ESPN now as a national reporter? Is, is he with NFL Network? I forget. But I just I, sure. I, I I know that for the longest time I would see him. I believe he used to cover the Vikings because I'd see him at the combine and stuff. I think he was a Vikings reporter. He might even be based out of Minneapolis. And so, I I, I trust him on this stuff. <clears throat> it feels like, um, you know, it it, it 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 feels like they are. They're getting ready for a, a for a breakaway from Dalvin Cook um, just based on everything. You know, the fact that they gave Alexander Madison the more money during the offseason. The fact that they took him off of the they took Dalvin Cook off of the banner on their Twitter, put Alexander Madison on there. Now they don't. Now somebody had an alarming tweet saying they took Alexander Madison off of there. It was Ian Harditz. He said they took Alexander Madison off of there. Off the banner, I went and looked, and it's true that they did, but they put up a Pride Month banner, and so oh, it wasn't okay. it. It wasn't like they took Alexander. So Madison. they took off everybody. Yeah, they yeah they. they, they Ian, uh, good friend of the show, definitely he's been a guest before, but definitely gaslighting us a, a, a bit with that take. Um, regardless, there, there's that situation that's still up in the air where Alexander Madison right now in the eighth round of these drafts feels like a good feels like a really good value, and clearly he'll be a fourth or fourth-ish round pick i would think if dalvin cook does leave dalvin cook even could see his stock rise a little bit if he ends up in miami as all of the whispers have kind of been saying um that would do to a chain that would hurt a chain it would it would make him have to move down the sheet he's a guy that we're getting a little bit of right now um but the other the other thing is and just just want to get into it real quick is this is going to if there's one guy in fantasy football who can move markets and move ADPs and stuff like that, there, there are, there are a few people who who can. And one of them is Matthew Barry. Of course, he has the fantasy life newsletter that we've been fortunate to contribute to. And, uh, you know, I, I guess hopefully, hopefully we will be again this year with, with my DFS columns and stuff like that. Um, The uh, man, they sent out, Today, the email today was the best kept secret in drafts, and it's Kendra Miller. And all of a sudden, now our little Kendra Miller value pocket here could be could be coming to a a, a bit of an end. It's it's saying that you know what they're saying is um, they put out the case for Kendra Miller in the double digit rounds of drafts. They said, for one, it's the rookie running back sweet spot. It's where you guys, you can get like Kenneth Walker last year, Nick Chubb in 2018, Alvin Kamara in 2017. That's one point. Um, he does have an immediate path to production, right? If Alvin Kamara is suspended, he only has Jamal Williams to deal with. Um, he's cheaper than other guys like Charbonnet, like A-Chain. And that's before you factor in that Kendra Miller is just really, really good. And we've been talking about it for a really long time, Um he, he, I believe, he was our, our number three running back in the entire class, as a consensus. We were, we've been banging the Kendra Miller drum louder than anybody else has in the whole dynasty space. We, we, so that's just a fact. And so, um, there was a point in time when people were worried about his knee, worried about the worried about the meniscus. We went to the TCU pro day, talked to him about it, found out that that, that was not going to be a big deal. Then he has, then he goes to the the rookie premiere and talks with Matt Berry that they have linked here in the, in the um, Fantasy Life newsletter where he talks about how he, not enough people are talking about his pass catching and about how he grew up wanting to be a wide receiver. His idol is Jerry Rice. Um, and it's just if there is an Alvin Kamara suspension here, they're basically pointing out that he's going to have zero competition for a pass catching role. In, yep. in, in, in that in that offense, plus the dynamic slashing, maniacal runner that we know he is. So basically now you have Matthew Berry's newsletter saying that they're having trouble finding a way to get him ahead of this tier of running backs. Guys like, not to get him ahead of this tier of running backs, guys like Alvin Kamara, Zach Charbonnet, A.J. Dillon, Brian Robinson, P Ryan. Devon A. Chain, Rashad Penny, and Antonio Gibson. Um, to me, that spells trouble. Because that, 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 that would make for a big ADP shift where we're not talking about, you know, 12th round anymore, 13th round anymore. We're gonna be talking about we're gonna need to be taking this guy in the ninth round of these drafts. We got PJ Kennedy in the in the comments and Kendrick in the moon. I hope it's not too far to the moon because we got all we could in Dynasty, right? We got all we could in Dynasty. Our number three back off the board in 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 dynasty. We got a lot of cross eyed looks from other drafters too. Whenever we take him in these one quarterback drafts at pick six, you know and they're like, why'd you do that? You, you could take him at the turn, and like this is this is why. Um, so, any thoughts about that? I mean, are, are we going to lose value on Kendra Miller? Because as we get into the cheat sheet here, one of the one of the strategies of the early cheat sheet. And what it does, people know, you know, if you follow the three simple rules, an expert quality draft is guaranteed. It's magical in that way. One of the things I've built in here is that Kendra Miller is going to buttress your kind of high end running backs. Him, likely Roshan Johnson, likely a late round Antonio Gibson, Devon A-Chain for now, Madison for now. These are the later round targets that I've identified as being ones that are going to be really, really good running back depth. That maybe you have to wait on a little while while, while your um, while your early round soldiers are kind of carrying you to begin with. Do Do you think Kendra Miller is going to be get into this area where he could end up going around the same time as Alvin Kamara? Do you, Do you think he could usurp Zach Charbonnet, like AJ Dillon, Brian Robinson, and stuff? That could present a problem here as, as we and. Of course, the structure of these the, the structure of these builds is going to have to change through redraft season. That's why we're getting started on this early and thinking about it like this. Do I mean, you, I I mean, I think he should be higher than Charbonnet. But Charbonnet is just going so far ahead of him. You know, it's like it, it we why 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 take him ahead of Charbonnet when you can get him you know a few rounds later and you don't have to forego. I mean, I mean, I just have him ranked higher than Charbonnet. Uh, I get that, yeah, I get that. I think I do too. But if you just look at like the ADPs right now for the for season long, now this is not underdog, but if you look at season long, so Charbonnet is going as what running back, running back thirty one. Kendra is going as running back forty four. Yeah. So I mean, you you don't you don't have to break ADP that that much. Um we're not, not getting yet. much of Charbonnet. not yet. It's going to happen though.
0: Yep. Yeah. I mean, I I don't hate it just because it kind of floods that 0RB market a little bit more. I think it I think it kind of, you know, makes makes harder decisions in that area. I think that it I think that it's, it's just going to allow you to make some really sneaky picks.
1: On good running backs later in the draft. All right, let's let's run a quick simulation right now from the sixth hole. This will be a twelve team league, PPR draft, and you can tell me what you think real quick. And in the sixth, this is how it went: it went Justin Jefferson, Christian McCaffrey, Jamar Chase, Jonathan Taylor, Travis Kelsey. So it's basically left us with a decision between Austin Eckler and Cooper Cup. Where do you go there? I go with Cooper. Go with Cup. Yeah. Man, I think with the way that this falls, we're going to be happier if we take Eckler. But if you want to take Cup, we can.
0: I mean, I'm I'm on I'm in the zero RB camp. That's that's all right. We'll see
1: what happens if we take Cooper Cup first overall. Okay, so we take Cooper Cup here at the six at two point oh six. It falls to us as Tony Pollard. That's another question I've had for you: whether Tony Pollard versus Nick Chubb. How you see those two? Nick Chubb is still on the board here when we take Pollard. in a PPR league, I, I think I, I think that that's right. I think it's standard and half point PPR Chubb should probably be ahead of Pollard. Is
0: well I had Pollard over Taylor in PPR.
1: Okay. So that we'll was, take Pollard right. That here. was
0: that was my first um Observation.
1: I'm glad we went Cooper Cup trash me because at the 3:06, Brees Hall has fallen to us. So we'll go ahead and take Brees Hall right here at the 3:06. We're getting some good running. Oh God, I'm so glad we took Cooper Cup with the way this this draft is going. We'll get See? Joe Mixon here. Joe Mixon at the 4:07. The reports coming out now that Joe Mixon is not going to um, not going to likely not going to have any issues coming back to Cincinnati. They're just talking about it. like that's that's water under the bridge now. Hey, they
0: hey they put. Chili on spaghetti up there yeah,
1: they do man
0: all right they'll they'll, they'll allow anything
1: <laughs> we got we got our boy Mike Mike Michael Yeager in the chat man he says oh hell yeah Michael loves it that the that the cheat sheets have dropped or the PPR cheat has dropped <laughs> Byron always takes forever to get the standard and half point cheat up I'll get super flex up within the next couple of weeks um Okay, so now we have a choice, Trashman. Our team so far is Tony Pollard, Brees Hall, Cooper Cup, and Joe Mixon. We can round out our second wide receiver here. This this is a two wide receiver, two flex setup, one quarterback, two running backs, two wide receivers, one tight end, two flex, defense kicker, and then seven bench spots. Would you go with Drake London here, or would you go with Lamar Jackson? They're tied on the sheet. I think maybe getting Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson is the And move. then we'll see if Drake London falls. I'm interested to hear your thoughts on Drake London anyway, because it seems like we're getting a little bit of him as our wide receiver two in drafts, which starts running back heavy wide receiver three. When it starts, um, or right when running, yeah. In our wide receiver three, sometimes if we get a lot of wide receivers early, um, but let's take Lamar Jackson here, let's get a, let's get a atomic weapon and sometimes London falls. He did not fall in this case, but Mike Evans did fall. So we'll go ahead and take him, even though I do have reservations about him. In the sixth round, I do not mind it. Uh, It's just going to – dude, this is going to fill out the roster. It's just giving us Dallas Goddard at the 7.06. Um, And then how long this is going to last with Alexander Madison here at the 8.07, I don't know, but we're going to go ahead and take him off the board. Um, Antonio Gibson here at the 9.06. We'll go ahead and take him off the board. And then here in the 10th round, this is where we're going to – we have a choice now. Do you, would you rather take Zay Flowers or would you rather take Kendra Miller? Zay Flowers Kendray has the Miller. higher Zay Flowers has the higher ADP.
0: I, I don't this Baltimore, this receiving core – And we only core, have two I wide and,
1: and we only have two wide receivers so far. I still give me give me Kendra. You just Ken, Kendra Miller no matter
0: what? Yes. I that receiving that Ravens receiving
1: uh group, I have I, no idea how that's going to shake out. I don't I know. I think we can get Kendra in the next round. Let, let's just take Zay Flowers now. Let's, <laughs> fine. But, but, but let's let's fluff the roster and see if Kendra falls. God damn it, he didn't fall. Sorry, trash man. <laughs> <laughs> um, but Roshan fell, so let's take Roshan. That'll be a good. That'll be a good um, consolation prize, right? Maybe. So Roshan Johnson. The sheet now wants us to take a backup to Lamar Jackson. I don't know how much I love this. Maybe I can work on this, but it's, it's saying now to take Tua Tunga-Vailoa. I mean, in the middle of the 12th round, I think that's fine. Who are the right? receivers there? Um, well, we're down to some kind of bad wide receivers. Um, it's basically telling us now we should be taking a backup tight end like Chigo Conquo, or why, uh, maybe if we want to take a wide receiver, we could take Van Jefferson. I don't hate Van Jefferson there. Okay, let's take Van Jefferson. Uh, with the next pick, okay, we don't – okay, with the next pick, it's going to have to take Jaden Reed, who i love to get at this point. And with the, uh, with the final pick here, it's telling us to take uh, – it, it, it wants us to take another tight end. So it wants us to get a backup for Dallas Goddard. So we'll take Irv Smith now that he's in Cincinnati. That's a good pick. Yep. So w- this is what that team looks like. So the quarterbacks are Lamar Jackson and Tua Tunga-Vailoa. The running backs are Tony Pollard, Brees Hall, Joe Mixon, Alexander Madison, Antonio Gibson, Roshan Johnson. The wide receivers are Cooper Cup, Mike Evans, Zay Flowers, Van Jefferson, Jaden Reed, and the tight ends are Dallas Goddard and Irv Smith. I mean that's a uh, like that's a killer killer roster to start out here. I put it in Fantasy Pros. It gives us a consensus grade of eighty nine out of one hundred, and our boy Derek Brown gives us a ninety eight out of one hundred. just this dude Joe Pizza gives a shitty grade for some reason, don't know why this team looks good. I'd like to ask. He probably doesn't have flowers this high. Yep. Um, But anyway, so that's the that's just one sim from the six hole. Maybe we can run another sim uh, a little bit later, but I'd like to hear from you, Trashman. I is anything? <laughs> Byron is still waking up. Um, he, Byron probably right now is actually out fishing. He, he woke up a long time ago. He's probably just now waking up from the second time he went to bed. Right.
0: I'll be out there
1: fishing with him in a week or so. Oh, all right. Nice work. Um, were, you, were you able to find a decently priced flight? Yes. I thought we, thought we were so expensive. Allegiant, man. Oh, uh, yeah. It's probably, it's 100, probably 100. no, it's no worse than Southwest these days. 130 bucks. Okay. Re- uh, w- uh, really? Yeah. I might take the family out there then. Jeez. 130 bucks. Is Allegiant as bad as Spirit? Or no. Frontier? No. Huh. Allegiant. All right. Um And it's direct. South Terminal. Oh, cool. All right. Um, Tell me your complaints. About all my hard work, my my hundreds, now probably thousands of simulations. What do you what do you not like as you just wag your finger at it? Um,
0: well, I think Pollard should be over Taylor. So this is a PPR format. Better offense. I think he's just as dynamic a runner.
1: And I think he's more uh, he's a more comprehensive pass catcher. The reason I can the, the reason I can't do that. And I, it, it makes sense. Like, if you're in a, your draft, trash man, and you can, um, you, you can deviate and, and do that. But the fact of the matter is the way things are falling right now, you can get Jonathan Taylor with your first pick and then Tony Pollard with your second pick. You can have them both. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. Jonathan Taylor's overall ADP right now, I, I can't believe it. He's the running back four, but his overall ADP right now in managed season long is fourteen, whereas Tony Pollard's is twenty. And so the the, the way that the sheet is stacked, there's a chance you could get both those guys. Um, but I do agree that you know we're we're bullish on Pollard. We have Pollard ahead of Saquon Barkley. Uh, I I you know what what has me on that, and I've heard talk about some people um, are higher on Barkley this year. And I just – whenever I look at, the, look at the scoring distribution for Saquon Barkley and PPR over the course of the games he's played in his last two seasons, it, it hasn't – he's been kind of – he just hasn't – his scoring distribution hasn't looked as good as the rest of these guys. I mean, he's only at these 25-plus point games 12.9% of the time. And his PPR bust rate is 2903 that's compared wow. to Austin Eckler, who has a bust rate of two point two point nine. McCaffrey has a bust rate of 7.7. 7. JT has a bust rate of 21%. I mean, Josh Jacobs' bust rate is lower. Um, Derrick Henry's bust rate is lower. Um, and all these guys, like Derrick Henry, even in PPR, is a 32% monster. I can't believe that, that, that Derrick Henry, even in PPR, where we think about it as not as valuable – Gets you 25-plus fantasy points in PPR. I don't know why we think that. We know that he's an excellent pass-catching back. Yeah. It's just that Saquon Barkley, I mean, his profile in PPR looks pretty much exactly like Nick Chubb's. And Nick Chubb, over the course of the last two years, is had Kareem Hunt to deal with. Nick Chubb gets you in PPR, a monster game, 12.9% of the time. He gets you a, a PPR bust of less than 10 points, 32.26% of the time. That's compared to Saquon Barkley, has the exact 20, 12.9% monster rate and a 29% bust rate. These guys look exactly the same. And so if, if, we, if we bake in added volume plus added efficiency in what should be a better offense for Nick Chubb, I don't see a reason not to take Nick Chubb ahead of Barkley. I'm taking Pollard ahead of Chubb because even Pollard, when he was playing with Ezekiel Elliott, he was 11.11% PPR monsters. I mean, he's not far off that 12.9. In his situation, is the one that's changed the most drastically. So um, right in line with the bust rates too, 33.33% bust. So um, I like the idea of, of, you know, getting out of those first two rounds with Tony Pollard. Um, Something else? I like it. I mean, so basically what I'm saying is we're we're high on Pollard, but it would break the way that the sheet works by trying to – attain value at each turn if we were to move him up any higher than we already are, but we'll continue to stay bullish on him until the price gets just too, too, too elevated.
0: Something else that concerned me a bit. And, um, and this might, you know, ADP might have a lot to do with this. And that's, I think Chris Olave might be a bit too high. I, yeah. Yeah.
1: I mean here here's my issue with this. If we're getting a lot of Chris Olave and the reason I have him slotted where I have him slotted is for well, I mean it's 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 for a, a couple reasons. One, his main competition for that spot, as far as I'm concerned, is Devontae Smith and T and T Higgins. Okay. And I can understand the argument for either of those guys over Olave there. It's just for me, I look at two guys. Who are probably the two of the best number twos in the league, but they are but they are number twos, right? Yeah. Whereas Chris Olave is going to be the number one, and his situation's gotten better. And Chris Olave coming out was a prospect that we had ranked higher than either of those two. The, I mean, the, the only is the other situation reason- getting better. I mean, I feel like Michael
0: Thomas is kind of this variable oh, I, that we really haven't
1: factored in. I think I think having Derek Carr there and possibly not having Alvin Kamara to bite off all those targets in the in, in the in the receiving game, you know, we were just talking about how Kendra Miller could take some of those, but he's not going to take on an Alvin Kamara, you know, he's not going to take on that whole Alvin Kamara load. Um, Chris Olave is currently being taken ahead of T Higgins, but he's not being. He's not being taken t- taken ahead of Devontae Smith, as far as the consensus. Devonte Smith is one ahead of him. I could see moving Devonte Smith one ahead of him because we get a whole ton of Chris Olave, like we get a big mess of him. Um, so I'll make a note of that. To I mean, that's something I've already made a note of. They're like him and one other wide receiver, two guys that are kind of bothering me about how this is going so far. Not that I hate having Chris Olave. And not that I hate having the other one that it seems to pop up a lot, which is Drake London. Mm. But what, I, what, I've, what I've done with Chris Olave is I've moved up a running back a little bit uh, above his ADP to be on the same line, which is Najee Harris, who I feel like people are sleeping on a little bit too much this year, especially if people are saying Kenny Pickett's going to take the next step and all this. Everybody's globbing on to Jalen Warren as the player to target. I'm like, why, why? Why not go with the guy who they actually like, you know, a, a guy that's been – a guy that's been good, maybe coming off a down year, but it's shown that he can, he can perform in all these ways. And then having him on the line also with, with, with Jalen Hurts, right? So if you, just, if you say, man, I can't go this high on Olave. Give me Jalen Hurts. Let, let me just, you know, early third round, late second oh, round, let me yeah, just no. take that off my plate. That's been a decision I've had. I've actually liked the ones better where I've gotten Olave, but I can see flip-flopping Devontae Smith, at least with Olave. I'm not going to flip T, T. Higgins with him because I don't want to be overexposed to T. Higgins and underexposed to Olave. But I think you make a good point. I think we can bring him down one slot to give us a decision point between Chris Olave and Travis Etienne.
0: Well, that was another thing. I think Travis Etienne is too
1: high. Okay. Well, the, the, I, but here's the thing. There's the, the, there's a lot bigger of a gap between Etienne and the, and the next player down than I think that you're thinking because that's something that I've had an issue with too. I'm not high on Etienne. I don't I don't want to get too much Travis Etienne this year in, in season long leagues. But, I mean, he's going right now as 35 overall. Um, naja Harris, we have ahead of 18, is going 38 overall.
0: Yeah, I mean, and I you can guys behind him thing. like
1: Joe Mixon. Who yeah, but Joe Mixon is yeah. going 57 overall, 54 overall. Yeah. So that's a place wherever it's like – if you if you don't want to take ETN there, you have plenty you have plenty on the sheet to take a Devontae Smith if Olave is available above him. If any of the quarterbacks, you can take any of those guys. But I prefer to wait until you just get a few down. I mean, to because I think the fact I I think it says more that we have Aaron Jones, Joe Mixon, you know, Jameer Gibbs, who's in that tier ADP wise. But we have Aaron Jones and Joe Mixon in the same tier as Travis ETN and and Jameer Gibbs, I feel like just having them simply in that tier, if you think about it, makes devalues or, or goes to show that we've devalued ETN a little bit without saying we're going to have to get these guys ahead of ETN. You're not going to get much Travis ETN using this sheet if you abide by the three simple rules.
0: Well, that's fair. Um, I do think also that Dobbins is too low.
1: Well, I mean, who would you get him over?
0: I mean, I would probably rather have Dobbins and Etienne.
1: I mean, just personal. okay. Well, right. But, I mean, let's just take Etienne out of the conversation because those guys are in completely different ADP tiers. J.K. Dobbins is currently going off the board as running back 19 at 58 overall. Here's the tier of running backs that we're talking about. I here. might put him over Sanders. Okay, that's fine. These guys have the, basically the exact same ADP. That's fine. But I thought with Miles Sanders, we talked about that, about how, you know, he's going to be more involved. This is PPR. And we talked about the whole Bryce Young corollary with the Drew Brees corollary, the undersized quarterback that threw a bunch in college, threw a bunch of dump off to Jameer Gibbs. Um, Running backs, pass catching running backs for a rookie quarterback's best friend. Uh, they've, it's clear that they're going to make Miles Sanders a big portion of that. We're not necessarily buying this whole thing that chuba Hubbard is the for sure goal line back because Miles Sanders actually has a better BMI than he than he does. Um, I just think it's a situation that's going to be favorable to Miles Sanders and one where J.K. Dobbins does still have some competition to deal with. He does have Todd Monken coming in there that they're going to throw the ball a little bit more. It's not going to be quite as run based an offense. I just, I think just staying with ADP right there, getting ahead of ADP on both of those guys and identifying that as a smart place to, to take a running back, whereas in the past, people have worried so much about the running back dead zone. I don't think that the dead zone is so bad this year, especially in that, that, that tier, this, this tier in the 50s. Aaron Jones, Joe Mixon, Miles Sanders, J.K. Dobbins. Those are good players through that tier. Just to some degree, Damian Pierce that goes a little bit after those guys. Those are good players in that tier. They're being discounted a lot, so
0: uh, that's fair. I think maybe I just you know value Dobbins a little bit more
1: more than what his current ADP is. Let me w- let me ask you about about Drake London. Like, where are you on Drake London? I already I, I I asked you before. Like, if you look at this cheat sheet, are there players like? Should I have Christian Watson ahead of of Drake London? What I about, think so. What about McLaurin?
0: I mean, I think Watson for sure McLaurin, there's an argument for, I think in both situations, you're just wondering about the quarterback. I think Drake London will get enough volume to keep him there to to make it a valid pick there in PPR. I I feel like he's still going to get the lion's share of targets there. I feel like McLaurin maybe has, you know, more competition for targets there in Washington from a quarterback. That's a little bit more of a, uh, that's, uh, you know,
1: somewhat of of similarly unknown. unknowns. We did like Howell better at the senior bowl than we like Desmond Ritter. That's true. But D- Howell's only got one game. I guess Ritter's only got four. Didn't throw a touchdown till his fourth one last year. I mean, so that's a tough one.
0: Yeah, but I mean, I see London getting more volume than McLaurin. I see McLaurin probably doing
1: more with those, with the, um,
0: more does, yeah.
1: You think more you think he'll get more gross volume or, or more share of the volume? I mean, clearly he'll get a, He'll have a higher target share than McClellan, but mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, it's like last year, it's like he had such a ridiculous target share 30 something percent and averaged out to like what? Seven targets a game like, a game sometimes. So, um, I don't I mean, know. I'm not, I'm, not I just, ex-
0: I'm not terribly excited about London but what if what what if you get him in the 6th
1: round? I mean, that's fine. What's the exact what's the exact ADP discrepancy? I just I feel like we're getting maybe a little too much. And so, let me just look at what the ADP discrepancy is because it's it's hard to wrap your head around all of these when you're coming off of underdog, you know what I mean? Drake yeah. London, I mean, Christian Watson is going 10 yeah. Christian Watson's going 10 spots ahead of him. I need to I, I need to switch that up. Yeah. I'll get Christian Watson ahead of him. I'm not getting DJ Moore ahead of him. Can I get Chris can 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 I in good conscience get Christian Kirk ahead of him with with yes. Calvin Ridley coming in?
0: Well in a PP, in a PPR maybe. I feel like he was pretty highly targeted last season.
1: All right, so I need to write this down. So Watson, and then consider McLaurin. That's what, okay, all right. So that's what that's what's been bothering me. For now, I'm not going to move Kendra Miller because we could have had him if I wouldn't have pulled that move earlier with you and the whole Zay Flowers thing. Mm. Um, but it feels like Kendra is a guy we need to keep an eye on, just based on the buzz earlier. I mean, if Matthew Barry's writing that stuff, we're going to have all the guys that write for Fantasy Life. Ian Harditz and Pete Overzet and Dwayne McFarland and all these guys are going to start talking about him. And all of a sudden our little Kendra is not going to be our little secret anymore. This is how it goes every year. It's It's bound to happen. Yep. Um, Okay. Uh, Let's, I want to ask you one more thing. One more simulation using the magical sheet. But just if you look at the bottom of the sheet, basically what I've done is you could probably tell by that first simulation is I have artificially moved up these players to get at the very end at the wide receiver position. I just want to know if there's anybody else that you would maybe consider moving up that are going to be flyers that are off the board. Um, I mean, they're not flyers. I mean, it's just Van like – Van Jefferson. you think you get a lot of Van Jefferson. You'll get a lot of Ro- uh, Rashi Rice, a lot of Jaden Reed. Are we getting enough Addison? I feel like Addison should be above Jason. We're getting – yeah, well let's look at the ad we are we are we're, i think i think we were like 30 percent addison or something like that in version 1.0 it's a it's a healthy it's a healthy healthy bunch of addison but if you just look at the uh, adps jackson smith and jigs was going 61 overall jordan addison is going 69 overall so the split here i haven't gotten really any jsn so far mm-hmm. um I think it's good. I think it's good the way the way that we have them because that gives us the because that was designed like that for a reason. Without with 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 there being a choice between Alexander Madison and Jordan Addison, right there.
0: Yeah. Um. Someone else who is low that I think is a flyer. I mean, I think Romeo Dobbs is too low. Dobbs.
1: I don't care. (laughs) I'm not. I'm not here for any Antonio Dobbs stuff. I'm, just, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not here for I it. I
0: think that could be a mistake, especially in PPR format.
1: A, a mistake? Oh, and taking him over. Taking him over Jaden Reed? No, I'm not. No,
0: it's it, it's not in context to read. It's. I think being low on Dobbs in a PPR
1: might be a mistake. What about these? I'm just. I'm just talking about when the when, when the cheat sheet starts to wrap up. When you start taking your last picks before kicker and defense. The cheat sheet's gonna likely push you to take a Van Jefferson, a Rashi Rice, a Jaden Reed. Are there other guys that you would like in that mix that people could choose between? Because at this point, the order starts to not really matter as much unless you're playing in a fourteen. I mean, league. I think I think Tank Dell should be higher. Uh, all right, so t- Tank Dell was somebody who I was who I've been thinking about too. So we'll get Tank Dell up there in that range. Um, is there anybody else? Like, what about John Mechie? Should he be up there? Uh, I think he should. Maybe be under tank. Anything about any of these? Uh, any of these other guys? I mean, um, Marvin Mims. I know you hate Miko Me- Hardman. I mean,
0: Jonathan Mingo. But I mean, I think he, I think he's okay where he is. Yeah,
1: man. I I just yeah. And 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 and, and, and Michael Wise, right, man. He's he's got to remind the Trash Man things I've been telling Trash Man for years. Remember, cheat sheet is leverage against ADP, not right. rankings.
0: And Michael Gallup, maybe. I think. <sighs> okay. I think he's going to. I think he's going to have a bounce back this I, season. But,
1: but he's not going to be somebody who you you're going to be able to consider with one of your final two picks. He's going to be gone before then, and so his his slotting on the sheet doesn't matter. What what his slotting on the sheet is is a um, is a silent declaration that we're just not going to get him. You know if we were lining up rankings, as Michael was saying, we'd have them ranked higher, you know yeah. just on a pure projection standpoint, but we're saying that for the value versus a d p we just we, we we don't see that right now yeah. um you do you want to do one one more sim sure which spot do you want to pick from uh the eleven okay and and remember guys we're we're flying flying blind on this um so we're going to go against the experts at Fantasy Pros, the composite uh, ADPs from, I believe it's the ESPN and RT Sports, along with the composite best ball ADPs from drafters, RT Sports, underdog, best ball 10s, and the pre-draft ranking cues of Yahoo, ESPN, and NFL.com. Super, super early still. Um, where's my 1.1 test? There, 1.1 test
0: and Michael, I do fish. I'm a pretty, I'm a pretty excellent fisherman,
1: to be honest. I'm more uh, he gets less tired than I get. Okay, let's see. Trashman after one tarpon was was ready to go for tarpon number two. I, I, I said, got two tarpons. I said I, after tarpon number one, I said I am never <laughs> ever 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 going to be going after tarpon number two. Okay. Eleven spot, start your draft. Okay, so let's see. Let's see who falls to eleven. So, okay, um, it gives us a choice here between Tyreek Hill and Tony Pollard. This thing went. These these sims are so weird. Jefferson, Eckler, Barkley at the one oh. I'm sorry, McCaffrey, Jefferson, Eckler, Barkley, Chase, Cup, Bijan, Kelsey, J. Taylor, D. Henry, which never happens at the one ten. So it left us a choice between Tyreek and Tony Pollard, which would never happen in, in in uh in underdog. Should we just go with Pollard here? Yeah. Tyreek's got the lower ADP. Let's take Tyreek and hope Pollard falls to us. Okay. Seems unlikely. He fell. Oh wow. Ty so we so we get Tyreek and Pollard to start. That's um, pretty sick. Yep. Yeah. Here's another one where we, end, where we end up with Olave. So if we move Olave, if we're going to switch Olave and Devontae Smith, we're still going to still going to get Olave. So let's just take Chris Olave here. Um, next pick is going to be Aaron Jones at the four hundred two. Look at this—a rare sighting here at the five eleven of David Montgomery. But we have a choice of David Montgomery and Christian Watson. Do you have a choice? Do you think? We only have – we're, we're picking, picking at the 11. Watson has got a much higher ADP. We think we can take him and maybe – Yeah, Jordan I think let's fall. take Watson and try to see, see if Montgomery falls. He's not going to fall. We'll, we'll just see. He fell. Hell yeah, dude. All right. So the team so far is Pollard, Aaron Jones, Tyreek Hill, Chris Olave, Christian Watson, David Montgomery. It's pretty sick. Yeah. Too much Dallas Goddard, man. Dallas Goddard here at the 7-11. Do you, I mean, you just take him. Basically fills out our starting roster besides quarterback.
0: I we mean, it's we have there. to
1: take him. It, it doesn't give us a choice. Mm-hmm. So let's let's take Goddard uh, with the next pick here. Kadarius Tony, the number one receiver for the, hey, for the for the Chiefs. Eleven looks like the sweet spot. That's nice, right? We get at the t- the ten o- on the nine eleven. We'll take Antonio Gibson off the board, and then at the ten o two, Michael Thomas. I mean, I don't love it, but it's like. We already have Olave. That kind of makes a little bit of sense. If one of those guys fails, the other one's probably doing something okay. It just Indeed. hurts now because we're probably going to get Kendra Miller with the next pick if he's still available. Nope. Kendra is no longer available. We have a choice here between Roshan Johnson and Tua at the 11-11. Tua's got the much lower ADP. Maybe Do we, we already should... have a quarterback? No. No. Let's, let's let's take Tua, and then we'll take Roshan here in the 12th round. Um. Now we're getting down to this area I talked about: Van Jefferson, Rashi Rice, Jaden Reed. These kinds of players. We can also take a backup. Maybe go backup tight end with in Chigo Conquo and take two of those receivers left. Yeah. All right. So we'll take Chig. We'll take Van Jefferson. Jefferson. And then we'll take Jaden Reed. Sick. So here's that team it's two a tongue of Iloa, a quarterback again all i thought was the three simple rules at the top of the sheet of paper it's probably not going to stay this easy for this long but the good news is your boys at roster watch we like we're maniacal about this we're gonna continue doing these sims over and over again following these adps making sure that we're on top of it so all the drafts work like this um the running backs for this one are tony pollard aaron jones uh david montgomery antonio gibson roshan johnson the wide receivers are Tyreek Hill, Chris Olave, whew, Christian Watson, Kadarius, Michael Thomas, Van Jefferson, and Jaden Reed. The tight ends are Dallas Goddard and Chigo Conquo. I mean, it's like. you it hmm. might be the best one yet. I mean, if, I, here's the thing. If you, can get, if, if you can get a contrarian like Trash Man to get on board with one of these things, <laughs> I think you're doing all right.